The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Globally, the youth sports industry is going to cross $77 billion in just two years. That's billion with a B. Today, we talked to Greg Barkoff of Lake Point Sports to get some context of just how big the industry is and what the future looks like. All that and more today on the Marketing Mad Men podcast. They say marketing is a madman's game. So now we turn it over to the Marketing Mad Men with Nick Constantino and Trip Joe. Happy Saturday. Welcome to the Marketing Mad Men. Trip Job and Nick Constantino here live from the Battery. And we are going to have a talk today. I think uh, we're going to get into probably the most passionate, um, engaged subject in the Atlanta community. Is, that's one man's opinion. Uh, <laughs> well, how many people are out there? So I only say that because my kids are six and two, so it's not my world. It's not my world and, yet. And my, my, and mine were there, but we are talking about the world of travel, sports, and marketing. And we're lucky to have Greg Barkoff from Lake Point Sports and here with us today. And man, it has been a ride, I think, uh, and to see what you guys have built. And I know that, like I said, I've lived it starting about, uh, oh God, let's see, it would have been about 15 years ago was when my uh, How's that deal in travel You're sports. 25 years old. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, well, you know, I was, oh, uh, let's don't get into those stories. But uh, All right. So, Greg, set, set the stage for us, man. First of all, thanks for being on the show. It's a, it's a pleasure to have you. Um, tell us about Lake Point. Give give that vision. You know, we talked earlier. A lot of people haven't been there, right? Mm. And videos doesn't really do it justice. So do in your most sultry voice mm. the best description of what people can expect if they were to go up to Lake Point. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate that. And I also really appreciate you guys having me here. I've been a big fan of 680 since uh, way back when uh, David Dickey and I did a deal when I was at the Georgia Dome, and he's been uh, super kind to me over the years. I've been at Lake Point for four and a half years now. Okay. Lake Point's been around for 10 years, getting ready to go to our 11th season um, on the baseball side. And, uh, you know, it, we we do try to get people up there to see the campus in person. We're not that far away. And um, we just redid all of our baseball fields. We had 2.94 million visitors last year. Um, we just experienced our biggest and best year of, of Lake Point's history um, across the board from a numbers perspective um, and financial perspective. So we are very excited about this year. Um, and, and we have a, um, a number of partners, which is primarily what I deal with yeah. is our partners mm-hmm. and some of the marketing ele- elements as well. Um, and it's you know, we're mostly known for baseball. If people do know about us a little bit. We're known for baseball. 1.6 million people come through, and then basketball, volleyball, yeah. gymnastics, cheer. And, let, and let's set the stage. So these are yeah. tournaments, travel. But who's Just coming travel. in for baseball? Yeah. What you know? Who's the average family that's coming in? Are they staying for a weekend? Are they in and out? Kind of set that stage, just so people know just the scale of what this is. It's interesting because it's not very consistent. You know, our venues are very different. Our audiences are very different from our gymnastics and cheer to volleyball to soccer and lacrosse and baseball 
all. They, the venues are a little bit different. We actually have different offerings. They stay for a little longer period of time. They mm-hmm. come from a little farther distance on the baseball side. What about ages? This is all ages is primarily we're two thirds high school age. Okay. We're all They're... travel sports okay. and our so we do and on the baseball to give you an example, we're getting ready. We have some high school uh, baseball early on, and then we get into the younger eleven to fourteen year olds for a couple of months, and then we get into the heat of the season, which is all high school cool. age, and then we end the year in the fall. So we kind of sandwich in but, but the younger. Very competitive. This is not for leisure. These no. these, these kids oh. are competitive. The parents are competitive. Very competitive. So and Georgia is a pretty big state for all of this. Um, and I have to imagine Com- competitive is an understatement. I'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that. <laughs> I'll go to that. I want to hear that side of it because again, I haven't seen it. I just have seen four-year-olds that can't kick a soccer ball into a goal <laughs> or a basketball where they can't score yet. Um, but Georgia, from what I understand, is a very competitive state, especially baseball, especially after the Braves winning the World Series. I mean, this is big business here. It's big business. I mean, Atlanta's a great attraction uh, from the weather perspective. You know, we're playing baseball 10 months a year down here. Yeah. And, you know, it, it can be big up in the Northeast, but they, they have challenges with the weather. So yeah. um, with everybody being able to get here, uh, you know, in a 400-mile radius and a six-hour drive, we have, you know, 80 million people that can come here. So yeah. uh, it, and, it, growing. It, and growing. And growing. And then our indoor basketball, you know, soccer, I'm sorry, indoor uh, facility, the Champion Center, which has, you know, volleyball, gymnastics, cheer, and, and primarily basketball, we we have a number of, of people coming all year long. So that's a 50-month a year. So Georgia is is one of the, the main epicenters. There There's different parks like ours around the country, but none exactly like ours. It's a very fragmented industry. Uh, perfect, um, perfect Game was with us early on, and we now have a partnership with Prep Baseball for the cool. last five years. Um, Prep Baseball does uh, tournaments all over the country, and then we're their flagship and host all their national championships yeah. in June and July. And you know, one of the things you may want to talk about is the, the scale and the scale of your facilities and that difference. So again, I started, you know, my daughter in volleyball back uh, would have been she's 24, so would have been at uh, 12, so 12, 13 years ago. Then my son in baseball, and what you know, we often found in a lot of cases is, you know, you went to these tournaments and you would be playing over a three-day weekend. Um, you would be playing at three or four different sites. You might have, in some cases, 40 miles between sites, depending on which tournament, how big they were, et cetera. I know you, you don't have everything in-house, but you probably, depending on the sport, depending on the size of the tournament, and I bet you, that's you what's keep changed. a large... That's what's changed in the that's past changed. 12 years, right? right. Is that now it's more of that let's one-stop shop for kind of everything. Right. Yeah, that's, that's a big part of it, actually. Um, and our predecessors did have games all over, and, and they would be on grass fields and dirt fields, and they would have rainouts and and we'd have to, you know, cancel the tournament. Um, mostly about 90% of all of your games when you play in a baseball tournament at Lake Point are played at Lake Point. We have a couple of ancillary, yeah. and, and they have turf fields. So we, we have lightning outs, but we don't rarely have a rain yeah. out. So you get your you pay your money, you get a chance to have your game, and you also get to have all your, your content captured on all of our cameras yeah, and all the technology that we have. Yep. That's, that's vital. I mean, we, we, we have amongst the best facilities in the country, and we want our athletes and coaches uh, to have the best performances at Lake Point, and we can capture that content so that we can continue to have them coming back. I mean, we're sold out all year, but we want to continue that tradition each and every year. Yeah, and, and Trip, I'll turn it over to you. Uh, just how not, how competitive is this? I mean, between the parents, between the kids, I have visions in my head, and they've probably been from the wrong sources. Um, I know that when my daughter was in travel team as a five-year-old on soccer, people were screaming at each other like it was crazy, and these kids couldn't even score a goal. Um, talk a little bit about just let's. Talk, I don't want to say the bad side of this, but talk just about how competitive and how nuts these parents get, and how into it these parents are. Okay, so the parents are more competitive, um, and I totally I think what you're doing is fantastic. You're talking about the um, you know having the video and all that. 
you know, one of the things, and, and look, I grew up, we didn't have travel ball, but I played, we, we talked a little bit about Davidson. I was a tennis player coming up. Um, but to hear parents, and I hate, I won't even say how young, they start talking about college scholarships and this this vision of this is the ticket for us to get college scholarships. Know, and again, and this is a big problem with this country. We don't understand statistics they, at all. Do they, they know how slim the chances actually are? Because if they did, they'd all be playing girls across. Because that is well, your number one chance in the country is girls across. Those are or, public or, statistics. Or swimming. Those right, are public you know, statistics, though. So do they know that, or do they just have this fallacy because they didn't do it that they're... They just have this... And look, we all love our kids, right? They're all, oh, look how, you know, he did this, she did that, you know, and this view. And I used to tell kids when I, I coached a lot, I coached a little bit in travel. Um, I used to tell them, look, baseball, I said, guys, we're going to prep them. We're going to get them ready. We're going to get them to competition. Until they get to high school and they can throw a breaking pitch or hit a breaking pitch, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I said, because all these things are great, but that's when you find out if you can hit a curveball, a slider, or throw one. And that's all the colleges care about. You know, you can be great at 11. Great. You can be great at 14. I it think, all can go away. I and, think that by about 11 or 12, depending on when a kid hits puberty, you can know if they're going to be an athlete or not. You right? know they're there, there are plenty of kids that just right. the build right. is not going to be an to- athlete. Totally so agree. You, and but know, baseball is unique oh, all with the sports, that. All the sports right. are unique. If, you, if you're 6'2 and you're playing center, you're yep. not going to go anywhere because at 6'2, you're a point guard at best. So all yeah. the sports are that way. But I think you can tell your kid is an athlete. Yes. But you cannot tell that they are going to be great. It's impossible to tell. Skills. So, Greg, what are you seeing nowadays? And, you know, what are you doing for the parents? I, I have to imagine that part of that is pacifying the parents and keeping them so it's a more enjoyable experience. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, as as parents and the kids get older, the, it, it calms down a little bit as they get into the high school. They kind of can see yeah. where they're going to be going. And there's not, a, there's not a lot of craziness and screaming and yelling going on. We, it happens. It's yeah. very rare at Lake Point. People understand the ramifications of something like that happens. And they're yeah. going to be off the team and lose a lot of money, and um, so that that. The, but the passion of the parents is is the secret sauce for a Lake Point yeah. to be built and to be able to thrive, because they will pay you know what it costs to be one percent better and train and all those things are important. And yeah. that's, that's why bats cost six hundred dollars, right? Because you, exactly you, right. you to just get that. And I'm serious, just to get that that. And you have to be at the top of your class to see the benefit from the equipment. It's the same as golf, right? If you're spending three grand on clubs. And you're a terrible yeah. golfer. You just wasted three grand, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's a similar. It, it, we hear the same things when people come, when when parents come, and I, I walk them around and, and tour them. They say the same thing. They're like, "Man, wish I had this when I was yes, a kid." Sir. They don't think. Oh, I'm so glad my son or daughter gets to play. They no, they go right yeah. to where. Man, I wish I had this when I. I mean, I grew up in Pittsburgh, and we had one turf field, and we had all our state championships on that one turf field. It was outdoor and it was crappy, but now everybody has a turf field, and Lake Point has all the technology. We just got eight new, brand new fields that are getting played on for the first time. You know, the last couple of weeks, so um, it's exciting and it's growing, and the technology is there that we're embracing and and trying to help our athletes as they be, go beyond. That's what they want. They want right. to go on to that next level and, and lake point hopefully can help them and, get there but that's why it's so expensive also i mean everything you're talking about is an added cost the infrastructure to record video let alone broadcast it let alone edit it and send it to people people i don't think people understand how expensive of endeavor it is, these things are if you look at something you know how many how many football leagues have they tried the XFL, yeah. the UFL, then they merged them, then there was fan-controlled football to implement and start any sort of sports endeavor it is incredibly capitally expensive to build the facilities, yeah. to maintain the facilities. So I think people have to understand that, and that's why you have to be willing to have the propensity to spend to do those things. But I think that's you've got an audience, customers who are already vested, 
right? They're already vested in the travel sports for the most part. So they're already spending the money. And then that ability to not have to, oh, I got to go 30 miles to the next game. Oh, and then I got to do this. So, I mean, I think that's the beauty of what mm-hmm. you built. Correct. Yeah, having everything self-contained and trying to keep them on our campus. So we own and operate all of our food and beverage and having them do these things. We're having a new uh, hotel open that's going to overlook one of our fields cool. here in a couple of months. We're, we're excited about all that. And it makes it more of an experience, right? Everyone wants yeah. experiences these days. So going as opposed to driving all over town and 90 degrees out, you feel like it's burden all of a sudden. Well, maybe if you make two or three friends along the way, you can stay afterwards a little bit. It becomes an experience. And that's what everyone's seeking for right now. Yeah. And I think we'll, we'll come back from the break in a minute. We'll talk a little bit about technology. Technology, but I think one of the areas that uh, you've kind of you've uh, gone into is not just the um, that ease, but also how can you bring other people in through your technology, and that's you know another way that it just I think amps up the experience that you're offering at Lake Point. So um, we're pretty excited to uh, to have Greg Barkoff here with uh, Lake Point Sports on the Marketing Mad Men. Uh, we're going to be right back, and you're listening on Extra 106.3. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Now back to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3 FM. Welcome back to the Marketing Mad Men. Trip Job and Nick Constantino here with Greg Barkoff of uh, Lake Point Sports. And you know, we were talking about uh, the investments you've made and technology. And, and we kind of in the break, we were going about, you know, I remember the days where there might be at a big tournament, one one streaming field, right? So that uh, grandparents and uh, extended family might be able to see you know, your kids. So uh, you've made a lot of investments there. What are you doing and how are you looking at that? And how does that tie into, again, the marketing of Lake Point from a, uh, you know, a destination? Yeah, uh, we've really embraced technology. Uh, Mark O'Brien, our president and CEO, came in over five years ago and brought me and a team of folks on. And and technology is is one of our biggest pillars to try to you know capture the content. So we we own and operate all the all the the cameras that are on of our courts and fields. We had a couple of different partnerships and multiple cameras. Now we recently uh, went through a partnership uh, and, and signed a partnership with Pixelot. 
So we have two cameras on every every field, baseball field, that has AI and can zoom in and track. And um, uh, we have a TrackMan partnership that gathers all the data. And that that's valuable data, not only just in its importance, but it, there's a revenue stream associated with it as well that can go out to the coaches and scouts and, and really give a, a level playing field for all the technology. But that's and then there's all, also the technology and the advancements with the training. Uh, we have uh, we have a marketplace inside of our baseball village that has 17 shipping containers. A lot of those are, are technology companies about training mm-hmm. and, you know, how to get bigger and better and faster and stronger. Um, so that's something that we've embraced over the years. And and it's a big part of our differentiator that we have at Lake Yeah, Yeah, and and that supports what we said about this has become big business. Mm -hmm. There's so much capital investment in the space. And if you look at um, even the youth sports and how uh, Dix and some of these guys were using it as ways to accumulate data. And I mean, it is is big business now. So somebody's got to pay for all that big business. So Mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit about marketing Mm -hmm. and and kind of the the evolution. Um, You know, I know even 20 years ago, sports sponsorships were, were not as common as they are today. <clears throat> then they made their way to college, and then it was huge in college, and now it's actually creeping down. It's high school. I mean, I was fascinated when I moved down here. You don't pass a high school without seeing 400 sponsors <clears throat> on it. Like that doesn't happen in the Northeast. Yeah. You don't. One, there's not enough demand for the sports that you see it, but there you don't see signs of. So you're down here, and you see the booster clubs and all that. So <clears throat> talk a little bit about the evolution and how marketing and sponsorship have crept its way into even the space that we're in, uh, and just how big of an industry that is. Yeah, over the last four and a half years, we've seen quite the evolution on our side. I mean, with 2.94 million people coming through our doors, activations and, and getting their products, our partners' products and, and services in front of our audience is the number one thing. So activation, so we have that marketplace village, but also the branding and, and the partnerships and integrating into our stores and our food service that we operate. So that's really allowed us the opportunity to be very creative with our partners. And we have now almost 60 different partners, all have a different deal, all different motivations, but it's really getting to that audience. And as I mentioned earlier, each of our venues have a little bit of different audience yeah. segment and they operate a little bit differently from week to week. So we, as our staff, you know, we have a chance to kind of engage and see what works and give our partners best practices and give them opportunities to be the most successful at, at our location. And we'll, and we work through it with them. Yeah. So it, it is big business. Uh, it, it costs a lot of money to do. Yeah. You know, we we had a five-figure uh, power bill for one day in January. I mean, oh, wow. so you, we hear people tell me, hey, you hear they're building a new sports park and so-and-so and so-and-so. I hear it all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it's – The barriers to entry are high. Yeah, it's it's tough. And then, But the partners um, and the way to do business and the staff that we have to execute and maintain our facilities and keep them at high standard is really what differentiates us and allows us to keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, and I have to imagine – so. As a marketing medium, you have two things that are really important. One, you have a targeted audience, and two, mm-hmm. you have people with time, right? When they're there, they're there for hours with not always stuff happening, yeah. so they have time mm-hmm. to engage. Because one of the things I know, especially concerts, like there's these concert sponsorships, but who is going to spend five hours at a concert venue? You're going to see the band. You, you right. don't want to be distracted by right. this stuff. So you have people who are targeted. You know their baseball fans. You know their lifestyle. And then you also know that they have time to engage. That's where activation becomes re- really valuable. It's not just about getting their attention for five minutes. They have an hour to kill. Come spend an hour with us. Let yeah. me show you, which is not an audience that happens often. So you have a unique selling proposition, I think, for sponsorships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we started, when I started four and a half years ago, we, we came in. I didn't have, the cupboard was bare. I didn't know, we didn't have decks. I didn't know prices. I didn't know, we didn't know our audience. We didn't have, 
anything. So we were kind of trying to figure out, all right, what's our story? And we're like, we think we, we probably have a million people that come here. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, so we, and then people are like, oh, we don't have a million. And so we were going so back and forth. the counter and walk through and we, count we, everybody? We did that best we could. <laughs> and then we'd go in the parking lot and look at the, the license plates and go, okay, they're coming from this day. I mean, yeah. we had, we, and this is four years ago, but a couple of years ago, or almost about 18 months ago, we did a deal with Placer Labs. And Placer has a, it's an app, you know, it, it, it pulls information from people's cell phones. Yeah. Very detailed. Yeah. So you mentioned an hour. Well, they, they come to our baseball village four point one times a year boom now we know where they're going where they're shopping what their affinities are and we could talk to those people and say hey and you're our number one mexican restaurant you need to be doing yeah. and that helps the value for the sponsors right. that helps drive up the cost because now all of a yeah. sudden you're supporting it. it's not anecdotal you're supporting it with data yep. and right. you're showing brand affinities and you're showing that there's opportunity for revenue to be made so how do you go about thinking of of which you know uh, potential sponsors you want to have part of it because now that you've you've built this you know yep. you think about uh, we could take baseball or any of the uh, areas but you I mean mizuno marucci all these i'm sure there are people that want to be there and sometimes you may have to make tough decisions about uh who to include who not to include yeah that that is part of it uh, we we ask our our partners we ask our our coaches we ask the athletes we do surveying and we find out what is the best i mean and you know um and it, baseball specifically because i kind of grew up coaching in baseball as well it's very trendy. There's, there's this year. This is hot. This, this bracelet. This necklace. This bat. This whatever it is. Apparel. And we go through these ups and, and yeah. these. Shohei wears something. That's called, that's and all of a sudden, yeah. And they don't want it to be hot for long. They want it to be hot for a hot second so you can go on to the next thing. Well, nowadays they, you know, even from ten years ago when I was coaching, all summer long is wood bat. We play wood bat tournaments every weekend. And so we have four wood bat partners in our marketplace, and that's our number. So we don't have any right. exclusive deals, but we tell our bat partners that you're going to be one of four, or you, everybody's fine with that, and we move forward. Yep. But we, you know, we do target. And once again, we see with this data, we know that everybody comes to Lake Point, goes to Bucky's. They go to be- they go to better baseball. And they come to a Braves game. I mean, the numbers are just you know they spike yeah. on these you know, Top Golf and some of these others. But the one that I always tell people just to kind of give you an idea is that our our baseball audience is is a little more fluent. They stay a little longer. They come from a little farther distance. Our number one you know grocery retail after people leave the baseball village is Total Wine. So they. You know, I don't know they're what playing. That about society. <laughs> they're, they're tailgating. Playing. I thought it would have been before, not after. I thought it would been before. Oh, you know what? Tailgating. They, they, their first day was so bad that they had to go for the second day. Uh, 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 it might, yeah. might be that it's very consistent month to month. But we, it, you know, there's a community of the parents that go and travel and support, and maybe they know their kid's not going to be the next, you know, Hall of Famer, yeah. but but they're they're enjoying the experience along with their child and spending some quality time. And and that's really, I know that was part. Of, I really pulled out. I spent some quality time with my kid in the car and. Um, um, you know, and, and those are some of the best times that I can remember. And, and the parents have a good time, too. So we're, we're building a new hotel. It's going to be opening in July, right in the middle of our campus. So people will stay on campus. That's what we want them to do. Yeah. We have enough to going on in and around our, our campus to just well, keep them there. Well, I can uh, absolutely agree that the two most um, essential pieces of equipment at a volleyball tournament were earplugs and red solo cups. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I don't know what that says about us as a society. But, well, well, look, you know, I, it's ironic. You joke, you joke about this stuff, but this has been an external. This has been an eternal debate in even college sports, right? Like they they, they want to keep the sport pure, so you can't drink in the stadium. Right. Well. You know what that means? That means that the college kids drink enough beforehand yeah. to almost kill them. So when they come into the stadium, they're drunk the whole time. And I'm only saying that yeah. from experience because that's what I used to do in Maryland. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> but they've actually found that the stadiums that allow people to buy beer inside, there is less trouble, less problems, yep. less because people do it that 
want to do it, we'll do yeah. it responsibly. Especially when you have barrier yeah. entry of price, right? If it's ten dollars, you're not going to drink forty drinks to get. Right. But again, so it's a, it's a part of society that people have to understand. This is not we're not sitting here and chugging fourteen beers to scream at kids. This right. is a way to make this a social aspect to enjoy it, which makes it a better experience for everybody across the board. Right. No, absolutely. And, and my personal experience is it's it's the downtime in between games. So like in volleyball, it's you play one, you usually you're off one, you play one, you're off one, those type of things. So it's it's yeah. that time because the girls, they get together as a group. You're not actually in a, you know, maybe five minutes Once after the, the match. Other, they don't want they to see their, their parents. Exactly. And so it's kind of like, all right, what do we do for that time in between? I got downtime. So, yeah. so, so again, it's amazing. You know, we, we spoke before the, just how advanced the sponsorship is and what you're looking for. You know, that you said four and a half years. This has probably been an evolution of the past 15, 20, where it went from nothing right. to now you're talking about zero-party data on an app that's finding out what people want and they, what, where they want to go. So talk a bit all about that progression. And has it been as the sport has grown? Has it been as more people come in? Has more investment come in? What has led that growth? Or is it, you know, the pros are tapped out, college is tapped out, we had to go like, we, what, yeah. what has led, fed most of this growth? That's part of it. I mean, we're a pretty cost-effective means to get to a very valuable audience. You know, when you compare us, you know, once again, it's a fragmented, travel sports is fragmented. You have high school, you have college, and you have pro, you know, associations and leagues and and marks. And and here we are, we're kind of our own entity, and we're getting these same people and sometimes even higher profile as far as household income and all these, their education, travel, mobile, you know, all this this demand for, for this audience has been, people are seeing that now. And with this data over the last 18 months has really been a, a transition for us to get to that audience and, sh- and prove to them that that's who is here instead of us just telling them they know that it's here. Yeah. So it, it's, it's been – we have a lot more opportunity. We're, we're embracing our partners. They're growing along with us. Uh, we're going to be making some exciting announcements here with some of our partners have been with us for a long time that, that will transform our, 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 our campus and some of our venues in a meaningful way. We're right along Highway 75. You can see our building when you drive by. Uh, we're very easily accessible from from Atlanta and, and from from Tennessee. So uh, the Bartow County, we're only a couple of miles over a Cobb County. I get the same response of people coming there. You guys aren't that far. They think yeah. we're in Dalton or wherever we are, but they come up. We're only 40 minutes from downtown, 10 minutes past Kennesaw State, and and they they go, wow, okay, now I get it. So talk a little bit about that. So you, you obviously you market here, but you're marketing. You know, not only across the southeast, right, to to attract teams and things like that, but a little bit nationwide. How do you go about thinking about marketing locally, regionally, and then maybe even let's call it southeast? Yeah, we 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 um, we really do reach across the country and major brands mm-hmm. uh, like Wilson and Rawlings and some of these others that we have and Coca Cola. Uh, we we um, it's. They kind of have found us over the years. Lake Point has done a good job of, of being known. When we go to these conferences, whether they be on the West Coast or down in the South, people know Lake Point. They know mm-hmm. what we're all about, and, and they know we can deliver. So um, we work within our boundaries. Uh, we work, there's Fortunately, in Atlanta, we have a lot of major companies that are, you know, global uh, as well as national so we work and can work pretty good in our backyard uh, to get some folks but we also reach outbound from those products that are that our athletes are seeking you know we we listen to them and we go after those products just so we can be relevant and and want them to continue to come back year after year yeah so one of the things that i've found fascinating as the the conversation of nil has spread I've heard there are states now that are legalizing because everyone wants the advantage. They want yeah. their colleges to have the best kids, to have the best teams, and they realize what big money business is. Well, there's dozens now of states who have legalized 
NIL deals going to high school students, okay? And where is this line drawn, okay? So here's the thing, right? Everybody wants to make a bet on who the next superstar is going to be, right? Because if you can get a Shohei Otani as a kid and then all of a sudden he grows with you, you this is like playing the lottery. I mean, yeah. really, by the odds, by everything. But you, NIL deals, now you are paying high school kids to go play for certain travel teams or playing for certain schools, and they're having deals set up with social media and influencing. You know, where is the line drawn? We said that sometimes you're going after 11-year-olds. Do you have those conversations? Are the partners worried about the space? Do they ask you to be cognizant? How, how are those conversations going? Because I have to imagine you are in a position where you still have to be careful and you still have to be, there's a line that, that you can't cross because really you're influencing 11-year-olds. I mean, there, there's, there's, yeah. there's, 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 there's got to be a line there somewhere. There's definitely a line, and it's interesting times. Um, we host a National Youth Sports Summit um, every year, and that topic seems to keep bubbling up as one of the hot topics, and how do we do it? And and what we do with this this summit is is bring our partners in and bring in industry leaders to talk about these these subjects. And NIL, you know, from when we first started, from when it just happened uh, three years ago, and two and a half years ago, um, we, we were trying to figure it out. Nobody knew. And, yeah. and it's, what, how do we embrace it? Influencer, right. as you mentioned, is one route yep. where we're capturing this content and our, or the people, the highlights that we push out on all of our social media is basically it's a highlight and we're ca- taking, drawing off on their, their influencer network themselves. So growing, getting that content, pushing it out, building their base. But they're the kids that have the followers. I they're mean, no, the kids. No offense, but these, right. these, you got these 16, 14, 13 year olds playing video games with millions of people watching them. Oh. They spend, I was with my, my, my friend, and he had two little kids who, for twelve hours a day, they were glued on YouTube. Do you know? And paying money, sometimes pay. paying money to you know but, watch but these gamers. But they're the ones right? with the influence. So I understand why a brand would want to ca- go to a captive audience that's watching this yeah. stuff. But again, you know, is is it? It's not your place to decide if it's the right place or not. But I have to imagine that the conversation is pervasive, and parents are seeing some dollar bills in front of their eyes, yeah. and maybe they're the kid is that kid. We haven't jumped in as Lake Point. Uh, right. We've been on the sidelines and just per- supporting and growing and 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 really making sure that they perform best on our courts and fields. That's kind of where we've we yeah. played and capture that content and we own it. And maybe we pivot here or there. Or maybe it goes to a partner. But you know, in, in college, you know, talent trumps you know followers you know right. so they're, they're, if you <laughs> you have no followers but yet you're a five star you know you're going to get the nil money it's so. funny but you say that but they made some really bad mistakes you had mm-hmm. dj and young little hmm. who got paid a million dollars to do nothing he didn't even play oh, and i actually that. have seen in the space that one of the things that's starting to happen is there's so much more demand for women's sports now um and you know what's going on right now um in Iowa, I mean, she just she just broke oh, every Clark. record. Yeah. Caitlin Clark broke every record. If you look at it, like sometimes the girls' volleyball player from Georgia yeah. is actually of more value for an NIL deal than a oh, lineman. No well, are... the two twin girls, the basketball players that were in Miami or whatever, yeah. they had they had bigger deals than yeah, Caitlin Clark I, does. I, I, I don't well, want to go into too much I, no, detail on that because there's a reason that those two girls Absolutely, were popular. And it's the yeah. age old reason why people look on the internet for things. I know, but but but. but there's more value in having one a female volleyball player who's well spoken, yeah. who has a good social media following. They're as valuable for certain NIL deals because what happened was those five star guys. I mean, you're a dime a dozen as a four star guy nowadays. Mm-hmm. If you're playing, you don't even know if you're going to start yeah. or when you're going to start. But if you hit the lottery, right? Yeah. Like I'll give you a great example. We have a client who was a guy in the Carson Beck bandwagon years ago. Okay, they got on and he started for Georgia and he's one of the top prospects. Yeah. He's getting millions of dollars to be it. If they didn't hit it, they would have thrown a hundred grand in the garbage. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you actually remove some uncertainty by starting at younger levels. And yeah, I think yeah. it's going to continue to happen. I'm just curious, the guardrails, and obviously you're not signing NIL deals, but you're with brands who are probably inquiring about them and wondering about them. Um, and I'm just, what advice do you give to parents 
when parents have these kids, what, what from seeing it, from the data, all the eyeballs, you, from you coaching, you guys probably have to have some good experience to give to parents who are entering this space how to navigate it. Both of you, Greg, you go first. Yeah, I, I think, well, once again, we don't, we, we don't, we haven't dipped our toe in yet and <laughs> sure. giving advice and personally, once again, I think we're, we're, what we're saying is let's, let's let the, the content, let's let the data, let's let the statistics kind of show who they are. Um, but one, one thing that Lake Point, we, we do, we'll capture all the content. We'll mic kids up and we'll go in their bag and see what they're doing. And there's some great personalities out cool. there. Yeah. And we do have a part, one of our partners, Sunglass Partner, who did an NIL deal with one of our, one of the top prospects in the country. And he, he moved the needle with, he, he wore yeah. their product and sold a ton of stuff. So there, and, and that's aspirational to many other partners um, to look at and say, how did that happen? How, what did you do? How did you use Lake Point? Did you use the content? So we're, we're a part of that, yeah. but we're not, we're not leaning in as of yeah. yet. And sunglasses, yeah. selling sunglasses doesn't hurt anybody, especially if they're functional sunglasses mm-hmm. for the sport. I mean, I see yeah. the opportunity there. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. Um, I'm saying more, let's take NIL out of it. Just advice yeah. to parents that are coming up at the age where mm-hmm. these kids are in travel baseball and stuff. What advice yeah. do you guys have for those parents? Because I think my, let's my, have that Mine is make sure the kids have fun, right? I mean, ultimately, and try not to take it too serious. I mean, we do. Look, we're competitive. You take it seriously, but make sure they're enjoying it and want to come back and play next season. And, you know, we had the the Braves on uh, a few weeks back and, you know, the conversation about they're working with the leagues to get uh, kids to go from baseball to football or to basketball and move them around again. And, And to me, until you get to high school, have fun, mix it up. Don't, this is not a job. It should not be a job till they get to college. That's my opinion. That yeah. that is the message, and and that is the number one people walk away from the sport typically around eleven or twelve years old is because they're not having fun, and the curveball stuff plays part into that as well. Yeah. But um, you know, it's not as fun not sitting on the bench or not doing very well. But um, and that's yeah. just the separation of the sport, and it has been been around forever. But yeah, that advice of, of enjoying it, embracing it, and the the Cooperstown twelve year old that that's kind of the mark where you get to twelve, yep. you know, and then you do you go on, do you not go on and experience something that's kind of you know once in a lifetime time so that's that's really the the advice and the beauty of the cooperstown thing and that 12 is most kids have a chance to get there and then as you know you lived it the fields change at 13 and 14 and back to the athlete or not it is a huge well some kids some kids have hit puberty at 13 some haven't i mean there's a there's so many different going from 60 feet to 70 feet to 90 in two years and actually in one year as you remember in 13 you actually late in the spring you start to play 90 and that's that's really so enjoy it up to that age i mean it. it is truly everyone should have an opportunity and i think what you know what you're doing is great and then, then try to keep them having fun. Yeah. You know, and I think, to be school. fair, there's something to be about playing the multiple sports. I mean, I remember I oh, grew I up, I didn't even touch a lacrosse stick, but I was good at football, I was good at basketball, and those skills made its way to lacrosse, and I was an all-county lacrosse player with D1 scholarship. Yeah. So had I not had those skill sets, who, who knows? I can't yeah. imagine it hurt to know how to play basketball and how to move laterally to affect baseball. I can't imagine those things to be mutually exclusive. Maybe the, the later you get, I stopped eventually playing the other sports, but I think it's good advice in general. Like, oh, all hand. the skills, they're all different fast twitch, they're all different movements that will all help you become a Lacrosse, athlete. baseball, tennis are all hand-eye, right? You're all catching or hitting something. Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, if you go back and forth, sure. there's going to be things that are going to help the others. 
Yeah, the lacrosse so. kids were all the football kids and the soccer kids because that's the way the seasons yeah. went. It was the alternate season. Yeah. So all the football kids were the defenders and all the soccer kids yeah. were the attackers. And yeah. it was fun as can be that way because yeah. it was kids that you used to beat up because soccer kids were dorks. So we used to beat them up and now all of a sudden we're playing together. And it's like, oh, it's not that bad. Uh, yeah, that, that oh, look, I think we've had a great conversation yeah. on marketing. I think, um, you know, just to kind of recap everything, um, you guys have done a great job at Legpoint. We are proud at, at 680 and Extra to be partners. Um, I think that the space has room to grow, and I think that um, it is so good for kids to be involved in sport. You know, take the competitiveness of the parents aside. Oh. Learning to be competitive, learning to be part of a team, learning loss and failure are such imperative things. That and not be on the Xbox and whatever for yeah. six and eight hours yeah. a day. Get out and in not the just air get a trophy and exercise. Everything. And getting a trophy to be hey. good. I just think I will say it till the, till the cows come home. The net positive of sports so far outweighs any of the negatives in the world that I am the most fond believer. I don't care if you play till you're 13. You got to get out on grass, get your ass knocked down, get back yeah. up and play sports. And I don't care if you're yeah. a boy or a girl. One of the things I told my six-year-old yeah. daughter, I go, look, I go, you go hit people. I go, you lower your shoulder and you play soccer. Go because that's the only way you're going to differentiate if you're going to be good or not. The people who are afraid to get hit or get hit will never play contact sports. I don't care if you're a boy or girl. So learn it now. My my, my wife didn't appreciate that conversation, yeah. but anyway. So it, it has been it has been a great thing that you have done. I think when we come back from the break, what I really want to dive into is what the future looks like, and just based on all the data you have and, and what you've seen, Trip, and what I'm going to mm-hmm. go into. It's almost what do I have to look forward to because I am just getting to that age now with my kids and half of me is excited. Colin and I would just, one of our other VPs of sales is like, you're going to be a coach. I'm like, no way. I don't have the time for it. He goes, I promise you, you're going to be a coach. So um, I think any, that's Any words of advice? We got about 30 seconds. Any words of advice for those who coach their kids? Well, here's the thing. You know, you mentioned you're not going to. Co- you're going to coach. You're absolutely. Gonna. Yeah. So, and, and what you're going to say is, I'm just going to be an assistant. Yeah. I'm just going to be the assistant. Already, and then, then the, then, then the head coach, and you're like, I could do this so much better. Yeah, and I got exactly. And that's what's going to happen. So um, that's my advice. Don't be an assistant coach. Sit there because I, I did the same thing. My daughter played soccer, and I loved it in the stands. It was so much better. It, it was great. The kids are awesome. Yeah. The parents are horrible. Yeah. That's yeah. just it's just the way it is. That's my advice. Yeah. yeah. I was less nervous coaching advice. than in the stands when I wasn't coaching, right? I mean, that's just the way it was. And yeah. uh, I think my one bit of advice was I wish I'd done more of this, but, you know, at the end of the game, it's, hey, I enjoyed seeing you on the field today, and that's it. Yeah. Right? Nothing more. I just enjoyed seeing you out there. And to your kid. To, the kid, to your, kid. your kid. And I didn't do enough of that. I mean, there were times yeah. I wish I had done more of that, but I think that, to me, is the biggest line versus getting into it. So yeah. you're listening to The Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3, and we'll be right back. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car-buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. 
And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout metro atlanta jim ellis automotive where you can always expect the best now back to the marketing madmen on extra 1063 fm welcome back to the marketing madmen trip job and nick constantino here live with greg burkoff with uh, lake point sports and we've had a great uh, conversation i think it's fantastic everything you've done and and like I said, I remember, I think it was probably your second or third year is when we were up there for baseball. Um, never did get to do the volleyball, unfortunately, there, but um, uh, I think it's been fantastic. So what does the future hold? What do you what do you see coming uh, not only for 2024? Let's start with this year, maybe, yeah. and then we'll get uh, maybe in the next uh, year or two. Yeah, and I think talk about Lake Point, and then we can have a more broad discussion yeah. about kind of the entire industry, because let's call it what it is. It's an yeah. industry now. So yeah. talk a little bit about Lake Point, and then I'll segue into what, what's going on with the industry. Yeah, we're, we're excited. Once again, we came off of our best year ever, and um, we're, we're positioned to do the same this year. We're seeing some different trends where, you know, maybe due to the economy or whatever it is, we're, ha- we're having more teams play, but less people from those you know, like so maybe mom and dad or maybe mom staying at home or dad staying at home and the kids so we're so our numbers went up slightly but our number of teams went up uh, by a lot so we're excited we're positioned to do the same thing this year across the board we did take over the terminus wake park on our cool. campus if you've ever been okay. to lake point everybody always assumed it was ours yeah. but it wasn't um it kind of exists alongside of us it's not a lot of cross uh, pollination there but we're we're going to be embracing uh the terminus wake park it's another 20 acres they there's quite they have an aqua park there so we we're excited about Super the opportunity cool. that's going on there and how we can embrace it with our beach pavilion over there with 10 courts so, but the future, you know, um, it's interesting. We, we get conversations because, you know, we have 1,300 acres that could be developed and we're only on 500 right now. Wow. And we have some additional properties and we get approached by uh, folks all from all over the country with interesting ideas to completely transform. And some people may remember back when Lake Point was announced, there was 30 different projects, a golf course, yeah. a water yeah. park, a this and that. So instead of doing the 30 things that people were talking about, we did, you know, eight or nine, yeah. you know, or they did um, really, really well. So yeah. we're, we're being cautiously optimistic about the future and opportunities. We won't move unless everything's in place. Yeah. You know, to build more courts and fields yeah. is definitely in the plan. You but it has it, to you, you owe it to the kids and the parents to be responsible with how you go. Yeah. About Absolutely. This, right. This mm-hmm. is still the cause of this is still to for the children and for the parents. And you have to be responsible with how you go. Yeah. You can't just yeah. take on projects on a whim because it's just not fair or responsible yeah. to the kids. I have to imagine. I mean, I don't want to be speaking. Yeah. Your behalf, and, but. and the right partnership, you know, prep baseball is a partner of ours. Now they're, it's fantastic what they've done and grown with us and have all their mm-hmm. national championships there. So if we have, we announce more fields and, and a relationship with an event organizer, it would be a partnership there, you know, to make it happen and, and, and hit the ground running. So it's, it's interesting. But once again, I coached 10 years ago and, 
and there wasn't a lake point right at that time as soon as i yeah. kind of retired so what's 10 years what's 20 years look like you know we the academy conversations are still very yeah. active and doing more it's more specialized more yeah. attention if you have the money do you do it yeah. well you think know. about <laughs> basketball think about something like ote that's paying kids to go to high school i mean think about how that changes yeah. the dynamic of this think about how well, you know the barriers between going to college what happens if the NCC, NCAA folds and there's just these power conferences where there's so many variables that are out of your control, um, but I have to imagine there's a path for growth that people aren't going to just wake up one day and this is going to get less competitive. I can't imagine that to be the case. No, and what I'm going to ask you about, and obviously you, you already have your content, so this is, is tricky, but if you think about, okay, the major cable networks now have high school sports on TV. There are, I know, platforms out there that will stream certain high school games and other events. Is that an avenue? Is that something that uh, could be in the future for Lake Point? Um, you know, with all the various platforms out there of of making content, let's call it more readily available outside of just you know through you yourself mm -hmm. licensing it. Yeah, we've been live streaming and kind of on demand on all of our courts and fields for the last four or five years. Uh, but this past year, we made a more concerted effort to do some broadcast with play-by-play, -play, and we did that. And now the technology allows us with you know AI and tracking and, and statistics and graphics that we're able to produce those in-house. And this year, we're looking to do 40 to 50 broadcasts um, huh. that we're going to be pushing out. So that's definitely a new avenue for us, and our partners are, are dabbling with us in that, that endeavor, and we're gathering the data and figuring out how that's going to transform but to your point we're we're in the game we own the content where does it go from here um, you can't even predict what's going to happen in six months. I know. The, the baseball teams are losing their asses now because of the billions of dollars they're not going to get from the yeah, rights holders. The, the industry has collapsed on itself. Everything's more specialized. So, you know, I think that you guys have been smart dipping your toes in, putting the content out there by saying, hey, this is for the kids and the parents. This is for the scouts, let's go, the, the scouts and the coaches before we get to the mass market. Yeah. Like the mass market needs a honed, perfect thing the, the user interface has to be good man i was trying to watch a show on paramount plus last night and the freaking thing would just not turn on it would just not load up and i'm sitting there i'm throwing my remote <laughs> at the tv because i'm paying for something now that the ui won't work and it's broken you cannot expect people to do that i don't care how good the content yeah. is if i can't get on yeah so i think you're smart to test it out vet it yeah. out and i obviously think that in the future as the sport grows the opportunity for people to want to watch this will grow but i don't ever see it being the revenue stream that is going to justify putting all this in this is exists for the children to better improve the processes that you already have yeah and our broadcast, you know, because you may not know the athletes or know, I mean, it's more of a Manning style. It's kind of a conversation sure. over, not a necessarily mm -hmm. a play-by-play. -play. So we're talking to the coaches. We're talking to the parents. We're bringing in partners. We're having a conversation about the industry and what's but, going on. But that's on. great. If I yeah. have a daughter right. who's about to get into travel, that's something I would watch to acclimate I, myself with I think you're doing it perfectly. I'm surprised. Every now and then I'll talk to people and they're like, there are people that are into the high school recruiting scene and things like that. I think where you're probably taking it is the showcase events mm -hmm. and i wouldn't have done it but there it is amazing how it's grown and i think you know your your sounds like you're dipping your toe in the water there are people who will watch that content Dude, my, uh, not me my uncle, but i mean my, 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 my brother-in-law his daughter went to pious didn't even play varsity basketball he still watches pious basketball games I and i look at him and i go what are you doing with your time hey i, I mean just, i wish i had time. i just I spent the weekend with my brother and he's talking about these high schools you know these kids that davidson may be recruiting and all that i'm like 
why do you have time for this? <laughs> How are there people out there that get paid to do it? And, and look, when you're talking about Georgia football, knowing the recruiting trail is one story. Yeah. You're talking, no offense to Davidson, when you're talking yeah. about Davidson basketball, you're in a whole other caliber. Of well, that's world. what I'm talking it's about. Steph Curry, I mean, the end. Uh, but, <laughs> exactly. But, why don't you, Greg, let, let people know how to find you. Let people know who haven't been there, why to come out. Um, give the instruction. G- give yourself a little love and a little sales before we close out the show. Yeah, well, we'd love to invite you out to Lake Point. We have a number of uh, major events coming up. We have these things called Champions Weekend. So once a month, we have 680 The Fan come out, and yeah. we do a live I'm gonna broadcast. Come out, I'm going to bring my daughter yeah. this year for sure, by the way. I yeah. want her to see it all just so she knows what this is but all about. But that's cool that you don't have to have a kid in a competition. There are other things going on that Absolutely. people can come out. Yeah, I mean, go to lakepointsports.com. You can see our schedule there, and feel free to contact me. My information's on there as well. And we, in those weekends, you know, our parents are there. They're laser-focused. They're parking. They want to get their seat, and they want to get, you know. And But then they, they, they walk into this atmosphere like, oh, my gosh, it's, it's like a boardwalk. We have DJs. We have, you know, music 680, the fans there. I mean, it's it's really an, an interesting. We're going to add some new elements this year with with a grill-off challenge with some of our partners. They're wanting to do more. So it, it's, it's, it's the best time of the year. We're 12 months a year. But our baseball season, you know, is already underway, and it won't stop until Thanksgiving. And there's always something good going on. And we encourage you to come up, take a look, enjoy the campus, see what it's all about, um, and then take in some of our partners that are there. Because yeah. you know, it's, I love it. I think the, the the thing that we keep coming back to with our radio station, sports is a lifestyle. This is a lifestyle. You're not going up there to just scream at your kids to play sports. This is a whole lifestyle that's been built around it, and you've made it convenient for people to embrace that lifestyle. And it, when, if that's the case, I think you look at this much differently than just a travel field. And a lot of my friends and I, we talk about it, that we look back and we the memories, the, the positive memories of our kids, and we're like, mm-hmm. God, you know, that was fun. I wish yeah. that we had that again, Do right? you have Solo Cup as a sponsor yet? Because we do if not. you do not, that is your yeah. sponsorship. Yes. Word, word, nugget of wisdom. Our partnership. Let's go find them yeah. as a sponsor. We'll, we'll work on that for you. Greg. Our, our uh, partnership is with a Coca Cola bottling company, uh, and bottles are so we do a lot of bottles. Uh, um, well, so this has hands. been this yeah. has been fantastic. Uh, thank you, Greg Barkoff with Lake Point Sports, and you've been listening to the Marketing Madman on Extra One Hundred Six Point Three. We'll be back next week. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. 
a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.